generation worldwide not just only for the nation a radical guide it's time to make changes bringing interviews and radical education welcome to a radical podcast your gateway into the world of anarchism radical politics and social resistance i'm your host jason bayless and together we will explore the ideas movements and people that have shaped and continue to define the struggle for a more just and equitable society in a world where injustice often seems the norm and where the voices of resistance are sometimes drowned out by the clamor of power and profit, a radical podcast seeks to amplify those voices and to connect like-minded individuals and communities across the globe. In today's episode, we've got an enriching lineup. In our Anarchist and Radical News segment, we'll cover the intensifying measures at the Texas-Mexico border and their human rights concerns, including the shocking incidents under Operation Lone Star. In Resistance Around the World, We'll explore the ongoing struggles in global migration and the efforts of various international groups working tirelessly to support migrants and refugees. And in About a Radical Guide, we'll spotlight the Network for International Friendship in Derek, Syria, focusing on their incredible efforts to build something new in the face of adversity and extend a hand of solidarity across borders. We'll also take time to reflect on what these stories mean for all of us, how they challenge our values and humanity, and how we can engage and contribute to the ongoing struggle for human rights, justice, and dignity. Whether you're a seasoned activist or new to the world of radical thought, this podcast offers a unique perspective and valuable insights to fuel your passion for change. We believe in the power of lost causes and the potential in each of us to make a difference. So grab a seat and let's get started. Together, we'll explore the landscapes of resistance and uncover the stories that inspire us all to envision and work towards a better world. Before we jump into today's episode, in our recent episode, specifically episode five, from evictions to anti-fascism, I use the term Berber to refer to a group of people indigenous to North Africa. I have since learned from one of our engaged and thoughtful listeners that this term can be seen as derogatory. The term originated from the Greeks and has been historically associated with a negative connotation. I want to acknowledge my mistake and clarify that it came from a limitation in my knowledge rather than a lack of respect. I'm grateful for the listener who educated me on the proper terms. Amazai for singular masculine, Tamazite for singular feminine, and Imazigan for the plural form. A Radical Guide and a Radical Podcast are committed to understanding, respect, and inclusivity. We believe in learning from our community and growing together. Your feedback helps us become more aware and responsible in how we present information, and I personally take it as an opportunity to expand my understanding. In future episodes and the spirit of our values, I will use the proper terms when referring to the Amazai people. Let's go! Texas has intensified its measures to keep migrants from entering the U.S. through various tactics, including deploying wrecking ball-sized buoys on the Rio Grande and razor wire along the border. These actions, led by Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott, have raised humanitarian and environmental concerns. One particularly tragic incident highlights the human toll of these policies. A three-year-old child died on one of Texas's migrant buses while on the way to Chicago. Texas authorities confirmed the child's death, the first announced since the busing of thousands of asylum seekers to Democratic-led cities in other states, which began last year as part of Operation Lone Star. The death has prompted criticism from politicians like U.S. Rep. Henry Cueller, who emphasized the need for accountability in transporting and caring for migrants. 
Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass has called the buses a despicable stunt by Abbott. Texas has been pushing legal boundaries for more than two years, leading to a widening blowback, including lawsuits from the U.S. Justice Department and opposition from the Mexican government. Critics argue that these actions are flagrantly illegal, and the recent discovery of two bodies in the Rio Grande near the installed barriers has further escalated tensions. Human rights violations under Operation Lone Star are detailed in a report from Human Rights Watch, which includes a four-year-old girl passed out from heat exhaustion after being pushed back by Texas National Guard soldiers, a pregnant woman miscarried after being caught in razor wire, a group of about 120 people, including young children, stranded between the razor wire and the river, denied aid by officials, five drownings in the Rio Grande within a week, attributed to dangerous crossings caused by razor wire installation. These incidents reveal a grim picture of deliberate human rights abuses, particularly against children, and a failure to uphold international legal prohibitions on collective expulsions and refoulement. In response to these harrowing events, many organizations are relentlessly fighting for justice, dignity, and the rights of immigrants and refugees. From community support to legal aid and even global advocacy, these groups address the problem from multiple angles. For instance, the No Border Network and Migrant Justice are championing the cause of abolishing borders and supporting migrants' rights. On the legal front, organizations like the Immigrant Defense Project and Migrant Legal Aid provide crucial legal representation, particularly for those facing deportation. In the grassroots arena, ROAR is empowering undocumented youth, while Migrant Rights International is taking the struggle to a global platform, protecting and defending the rights of migrants everywhere. And down in Texas, the South Texas Human Rights Center and No More Deaths, No Mas Muerte are working to end death and suffering on the Texas-Mexico border. From Mexican-based organizations like La Casa del Migrante in Tijuana to advocacy groups such as Angry Tias, the Abuelas of the Rio Grande Valley, the efforts are as diverse as they are impactful. A comprehensive list of these border advocacy groups, including details and ways to support their efforts, can be found in the show notes. These events paint a deeply troubling picture of the situation at the Texas-Mexico border. But the wide array of organizations committed to this cause is encouraging. They are showing that there are many ways to combat these racist policies and support migrants. The situation challenges us to consider our values and humanity. As listeners, we can find ways to contribute to a just and equitable society. The fight for a humane approach to migration and the call to abolish borders are shared responsibilities, and it's uplifting to see so many organizations committed to these interconnected causes. The recent tragedy of the child's death adds further urgency to this ongoing struggle for human dignity and compassion. For those interested in exploring this crucial issue further and discovering ways to lend support, a full list of international groups working tirelessly to support migrants and refugees is available at a Radical Guide. This resource hub offers invaluable insights and connections to organizations worldwide dedicated to advocating for human rights, justice, and dignity. Visit RadicalGuide.com to explore these organizations and find opportunities to join the movement and make a real difference. Your engagement can be a decisive step in the collective effort to create a better world for all. A radical guide, that's what this is, highlighting the diverse world of resistance. Welcome to the Resistance Around the World segment. This week, we're diving into a subject that cuts across history, geography, politics, and human rights, the very concept of borders and migration. It's a topic as old as human civilization, yet as relevant and pressing as today's headlines. First, let's step back and ponder what borders mean. Are they mere lines on a map, 
or do they represent something more profound, ingrained in our collective psyche and social constructs? Borders have evolved to symbolize a sense of belonging, identity, protection, and exclusion. They define who we are by determining where we belong. Conversely, they often dictate who doesn't belong. In anarchism and radical thought, borders are not seen merely as geographical dividers, but as barriers to human freedom and equality. This perspective calls for reevaluating the physical lines that separate nations and the ideologies that uphold these divisions. It's a profound subject that questions the very nature of governance, statehood, nationalism, and global citizenship. Throughout history, humans have migrated for a multitude of reasons, from the early nomadic tribes searching for food to modern refugees fleeing conflict and persecution, migration is a part of our shared human experience. Yet, the political landscape surrounding migration has changed drastically. With the rise of the nation-state, migration has become a complex legal and political issue. It's a process often marred by bureaucracy, prejudice, and human suffering. Today's discussion will explore this intricate relationship between borders, migration, and anarchist critiques. We'll trace the historical evolution of borders and their impact on human movement, delve into the modern migration crises, and explore the anarchist community's vibrant and often controversial responses. We'll also aim to challenge some preconceived notions and invite you to think critically about our world. Are borders essential for our safety, or are they instruments of division? How does our history shape our current attitude toward migration? What role can we play in shaping a more compassionate and just society? So please grab a cup of tea, settle into your favorite chair, and join us as we explore the fascinating, multifaceted world of borders and migration from a unique and radical perspective. Whether you're a seasoned activist, a curious student, or someone who just stumbled upon this podcast, we're glad you're here. We hope to offer insights that provoke thought, inspire action, and deepen your understanding of the world we share. In the words of Emma Goldman, the free expression of the hopes and aspirations of a people is the greatest and only safety in a sane society. Let's aspire together to envision a world that transcends barriers and embraces the richness of our shared human experience. Stay with us as we embark on this intellectual adventure, questioning the status quo and seeking to empower individuals and communities to create a more just and equitable world. Our journey through time begins with a world where borders were not the defined lines we think of today. In early human societies, territories were fluid, guided more by natural features like rivers and mountain ranges. Let's take a brief moment to explore the creation of borders throughout the ages. In the grand empires of Mesopotamia, Egypt, Greece, and Rome, borders began to take form but remained a matter of influence rather than rigid boundaries. For instance, the Roman Empire expanded and contracted with military conquests and losses, creating fluctuating boundaries that were a far cry from our modern lines on a map. The medieval era introduced another layer of complexity, with feudal allegiances and land ownership shaping borders. Imagine the map of Europe with countless territories, each owing loyalty to different rulers. City-states, such as those in Italy, mark their territories with walls and fortifications, creating more permanent divisions. Our next stop is 1648 with the Treaty of Westphalia. This marked the birth of the modern nation-state, where sovereign states with recognized boundaries became the norm. This agreement ended the Thirty Years' War in Europe and set the stage for developing current political states, moving away from a patchwork of feudal territories. As we explore the age of colonialism, a disconcerting pattern emerges. Borders were drawn, often quite literally, with straight rulers, 
cutting across cultural, tribal, and geographical realities. European powers carved up continents like Africa and Asia with little regard for the existing social fabric. Take the Berlin Conference of 1884 to 1885, for example, where European nations divided up Africa amongst themselves without a single African representative present. This artificial division ignored ethnic, linguistic, and cultural bonds, amalgamating diverse communities within single territories. These arbitrary lines left deep scars. Countries like Nigeria, Congo, and Sudan still grapple with internal conflicts stemming from these unnatural divisions in Africa. The legacy of colonialism continues to disrupt local governance, economic development, and social cohesion. In the Indian subcontinent, the hasty partition of India and Pakistan in 1947, along a religious divide, caused mass migrations and violence that echo to this day. These lines, drawn by colonial rulers, continue to serve as painful reminders of a past that prioritized control over empathy and understanding. Migration is not a modern phenomenon. It's as old as humanity. It has shaped and reshaped the world countless times, weaving a rich tapestry of movement and exchange. In ancient times, migration was driven by the need for survival, following food sources, or escaping natural disasters. The great human migration out of Africa some 70,000 years ago is a prime example of this primal urge to move. As civilizations developed, migration patterns shifted. The Silk Road wasn't just a trade route, but a path of cultural exchange, spreading ideas, religions, and philosophies across continents. In more recent centuries, the reasons for migration have diversified. The transatlantic slave trade forcibly moved millions, while others sought refuge from religious persecution or political oppression, like the Huguenots fleeing France in the late 17th century. The Industrial Revolution brought a new wave of migration driven by economic opportunity. People flocked to cities, crossing borders to find work in factories and mines. Today, migration continues to be multifaceted. War, climate change, economic disparities, and political instability drive people to seek safety, opportunity, or a new start. But this rich tapestry also has its dark threads. Policies, laws, and attitudes can either facilitate or hinder migration, leading to perilous journeys across the Mediterranean or the hardships faced by migrant workers globally. Understanding this complex history of migration helps us appreciate the dynamic nature of human movement. It's not a static picture, but a fluid, ever-changing pattern that reflects the human spirit's resilience, aspiration, and adaptability. Migration in our time isn't just a headline. It's a profound shift in human patterns that speaks to the core of our collective experience. The constant flow of people across borders tells us much about who we are and the world we inhabit. From fleeing danger to seeking a better life, millions are on the move, shaping and reshaping societies. We must ponder what this means for our global community and how we navigate these complex issues. Wars have always driven people from their homes, but the scale and nature of recent conflicts are particularly harrowing. Syria, Yemen, and Afghanistan each portrays human suffering that transcends mere numbers. In Syria, entire neighborhoods have been reduced to rubble and families scattered across continents. In Yemen, famine compounds the tragedy of war, and Afghanistan's decades of conflict create a continuous cycle of displacement. These aren't distant issues. They are urgent humanitarian crises that demand our understanding and compassion. Climate change is no longer a distant threat. It's a present reality affecting lives across the globe. Rising sea levels threaten coastal communities. Desertification turns arable land into a wasteland. Extreme weather patterns upend traditional farming practices. 
Places like Kiribati, a nation of small islands, face existential risks from rising oceans, while in the Sahel, a way of life nurtured over centuries crumbles before the advancing desert. These aren't abstract scientific concepts, but immediate challenges that demand our attention and action. Global wealth and opportunity disparities lead to a quest for something better. From rural towns in Mexico to villages in the Philippines, people embark on journeys for the chance at a brighter future. These stories are both inspiring and cautionary. There's hope in the eyes of those seeking new opportunities, but there's also exploitation, discrimination, and often a harsh awakening to the realities of inequality and prejudice. Let's turn our attention south to Latin America, a region marked by a rich history of migration, honored by both opportunity and challenge. Friends, imagine waking up in a country experiencing political unrest, economic collapse, and severe shortages of everyday necessities. That's the reality in Venezuela, which has seen over 5 million of its people flee, seeking refuge in neighboring Colombia, Brazil, Peru, and beyond. It's a situation demanding our attention and compassion as the Venezuelan diaspora becomes the largest in Latin American history. Now picture the Northern Triangle countries of Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador, where violence and poverty push people, even children, on a perilous journey north. Gang warfare, limited economic opportunities, and ever-changing policies in the U.S. and Mexico create a maze of uncertainty and danger. Mexico, a country near and dear to many of us, finds itself in a complex position. As Mexicans continue to seek opportunities in the U.S., the nation grapples with transiting migrants from Central America. Policies and politics clash, leading to human rights, dignity, and international relations debates. Now, let's wander through countries like Brazil, Argentina, and Chile. These lands are becoming new homes for immigrants from Haiti, Bolivia, Paraguay, and others. It's a fascinating blend of economic dynamics and historical connections. But friends, it also highlights the desperate need for well-coordinated regional efforts as towns along Brazil's border strain under the influx of Venezuelans. At this juncture, let's pause and reflect on the human stories. Families, children, and individual souls are caught in these grand movements. They face trials that test the human spirit and reveal resilience and hope. Grassroots organizations and communities, even some governments are reaching out with open arms, yet the task is monumental. Lastly, we must not overlook the environmental dimension. Indigenous and rural communities, particularly in areas like the Amazon basin, feel the pinch of climate change, droughts, deforestation, and industrial intrusion. The land itself is pushing people to move, altering ways of life. Governments around the world have been responding to the movement of migrants, and often their actions have been characterized by inadequacy and inhumanity. Let's shed some light on the conditions that are prevalent in refugee camps and detention centers. Refugee camps, intended as temporary shelters for those crossing borders, frequently become long-term residences, lasting years or even decades. Consider living in an environment where basic needs like water, food, and sanitation are continually challenging to secure. The infrastructure often falls short, and the continuous battle to provide education and health care reveals a system struggling to cope. In these confined spaces, families live side by side in tents or makeshift shelters with little privacy. The vulnerabilities faced by women and children include dangers such as sexual violence and forced labor. Detention centers depict a different but equally grim scenario. Designed for short-term stay, these places now find themselves filled beyond capacity. Overcrowding results in inadequate medical care, lack of hygiene, and conditions ripe for the spread of disease. The emotional strains of uncertainty, lack of information, and separation from family 
are burdens that weigh heavily on those within these centers. Without proper legal representation, many detainees find themselves lost in a drawn-out process that leaves them in the dark about their fate. In places like the U.S. and parts of Europe, the use of privately run detention centers stirs ethical concerns. When the bottom line becomes a priority, basic human rights and acceptable living conditions often take a back seat. These conditions should not be viewed merely as unfortunate circumstances, but as tangible reflections of systemic inadequacies. Various volunteers, organizations, and compassionate individuals work tirelessly to bring some dignity to these places, but the challenges are overwhelming. To transform these environments into spaces that truly respect each individual's value and dignity requires more than good intentions. It calls for thoughtful policy, international collaboration, empathy, and a strong commitment to justice. As we reflect on the harsh realities in refugee camps and detention centers, we must recognize that they represent a broader failing in our approach to those seeking refuge. They are a mirror reflecting our collective values and humanity. How we respond to these reflections will be a defining factor in our history. May we find the courage and wisdom to act with compassion, dignity, and respect for human rights. In a world where division seems to be a prevailing narrative, the spirit of solidarity shines as a beacon of hope. It's more than a concept. It's a lived experience that binds us together in our shared humanity. Whether in the face of political oppression, economic inequality, or the struggles of migrants and refugees, solidarity represents our collective empathy and commitment to one another. The No Borders movement at its core challenges the very notion of state-controlled boundaries that restrict human movement. It's a philosophy that recognizes the innate right of individuals to move freely, unburdened by arbitrary lines drawn on a map. This movement is not about chaos or lack of control. It's about reimagining a world where borders don't divide us, but where humanity unites us. Across the globe, grassroots activists, human rights organizations, and concerned citizens are standing shoulder to shoulder with migrants and refugees. From the shores of the Mediterranean to the U.S.-Mexico border, everyday people are extending hands of friendship, offering shelter, food, and support. Think of the inspiring work by No More Deaths or the Watch the Med initiative, showing the power of compassion and community-driven support. In the words of Maria Moreno, a grassroots activist with No More Deaths, our work is not just about aid, it's about recognizing the humanity in each other, regardless of where we come from. Many local communities are not merely accepting newcomers, but embracing them. Towns and villages are recognizing the value and diversity that migrants bring, creating spaces where cultures blend and new connections form. This community-driven approach offers a contrast to the often divisive national politics surrounding migration. The No Borders philosophy goes beyond a rejection of physical barriers. It challenges the social and political constructs that perpetuate inequality and division. It questions why some have the privilege to move freely, while others are trapped by circumstances beyond their control. Across the world, the No Borders movement has inspired a network of activists, artists, scholars, and everyday people. They're working together to build bridges rather than walls, focusing on shared values, empathy, and a vision of a world where nationality doesn't dictate opportunity. Different regions and cultures influence the movement's manifestation. For example, in Europe, the movement often interacts with the legacy of colonialism and the current migration crisis. In contrast, in Latin America, the focus might be more on indigenous rights and resistance to neo-imperialism. The No Borders philosophy has been challenged by those who believe that borders serve vital roles. Let's examine these criticisms. 
Critics argue that borders are necessary for maintaining national security. They point to the need to control immigration to prevent criminal activity, terrorism, or social unrest. This perspective emphasizes the role of the state in protecting its citizens and maintaining internal order. Others stress the economic arguments, highlighting that open borders could lead to labor market disruptions, strain on social welfare systems, or uneven economic development. The fear is that free movement might lead to wage depression in higher-income countries or talent drain from lower-income areas. Lastly, some critics emphasize the preservation of cultural identity and social cohesion. They worry that an uncontrolled influx of people with different cultural backgrounds might threaten local traditions, values, and ways of life. Advocates of the No Borders movement don't dismiss these concerns lightly. Instead, they confront them with a broader understanding of the dynamics at play. Proponents argue that borders are primarily a manifestation of capitalist needs. They maintain that borders not only regulate the movement of people, but also protect the interests of the capitalist class. By controlling labor mobility, borders help maintain wage disparities, allowing capital to flow freely while restricting the movement of labor. This creates a global workforce hierarchy that benefits the wealthy. Related to capitalist structures, the concept of private property drives the need for borders. The division of land into privately owned parcels necessitates a system of boundaries and enforcement. The No Borders movement questions this foundational idea, advocating for a world where resources are shared more equitably. As discussed in the History of Borders and Migration section, borders are a relatively recent phenomenon. They've been shaped by colonialism, nation building, and political power plays. Understanding the historical creation of borders helps demystify them, challenging the idea that they are natural or inevitable. By acknowledging that borders were made, proponents argue, we can begin to imagine how they might be unmade. Every movement has its internal dynamics, debates, and challenges. In the No Borders movement, this includes grappling with how to realistically implement a world without borders and the tension between different ideological strands within the movement. Scholar Amira Al-Sharif, an advocate for No Borders, acknowledges, the vision is clear, but the path is fraught with complexities. The challenge lies in translating ideals into practical realities without losing sight of our ultimate goal. The No Borders movement recognizes the complexities of a world without borders. It's not a call for disorder or recklessness, but a thoughtful challenge to rethink how we relate to one another. The emphasis is on mutual respect, cooperation, and a shared commitment to human rights and dignity. The debate around the No Borders philosophy isn't a simple dichotomy of right or wrong. It's a nuanced conversation that touches on deep-seated values, economic systems, and historical narratives. The critiques are part of a broader dialogue, requiring the No Borders movement to articulate a vision that balances freedom with responsibility and respects the complexities of our interconnected world. By engaging with these critiques and counter-arguments and incorporating diverse voices and global perspectives, we're not only exploring the obstacles, but also revealing the potential pathways to a more compassionate and equitable global society. As we explore the solidarity and no borders movements, we find ourselves at a crossroads of ideals and realities. These movements challenge us to see beyond the immediate headlines, to engage with the underlying principles that guide our relationships with one another. The vision of a world without borders is inspiring and complex, a dream requiring us to grapple with deeply rooted notions of identity, sovereignty, and security. Yet, it's a vision fueled by empathy, justice, and the belief in a shared human experience. As we continue this journey, 
Let's embrace the questions, the debates, and the collective pursuit of a world where borders don't define us, but where our shared commitment to one another shapes our path forward. In the words of poet and activist Emma Lazarus, until we are all free, none of us free. Let's hold on to that truth as we navigate the complexities of our time, always striving for a world that honors the dignity and freedom of every individual. The discussions around the solidarity and no borders movements naturally lead us to explore the alternative visions and solutions that arise from these philosophies. What would a world without borders look like and how could we achieve it? What alternative governance, economy, and society models could be implemented to bring about a more equitable world? Let's explore these questions together. First, let's look at rethinking citizenship and national identity. The No Borders philosophy challenges us to rethink our understanding of citizenship and national identity. What does belonging to a particular nation or community mean in a world without borders? Let's consider the possibilities. Global citizenship. Some envision a shift from national citizenship to global citizenship, where every individual is part of a broader human community. This idea encourages us to recognize our shared humanity, regardless of geographic location or cultural background. Localized communities. Others propose a model of self-governing, localized communities that celebrate cultural diversity and promote direct democracy. This approach would emphasize local autonomy and collaboration between communities, rather than a centralized state structure. Another alternative includes creating flexible models of citizenship that allow people to move freely and participate in various communities without being tied to a single nation state. Next, let's explore economic alternatives and social justice. How we structure our economic systems is central to creating a more equitable world. The no borders and solidarity movements often intersect with economic critiques and alternative models. Cooperative economics, cooperative models, where workers have ownership and control over their workplaces, challenge traditional capitalist structures. This approach emphasizes shared decision-making, equitable distribution of resources, and community investment. Universal basic income, UBI, a proposal like UBI would provide everyone with a guaranteed income, allowing greater freedom of movement and reducing economic inequality. Fair trade and ethical consumption. By promoting fair trade practices and ethical consumption, we can support economic justice across borders. This approach recognizes the interconnectedness of global markets and seeks to ensure that producers in less privileged regions receive fair compensation. Finally, we will explore political alternatives and grassroots movements. The political landscape is also ripe for reimagining. What political structures and movements might align with a world without borders and an emphasis on solidarity? Direct democracy and participatory politics. These models promote direct citizen involvement in decision-making processes, emphasizing transparency, accountability, and collaboration. This approach contrasts with representative democracy, where politicians make decisions on behalf of the people. Global solidarity movements. Building networks of solidarity across borders is vital to creating change. These movements can amplify the voices of marginalized communities, foster collaboration between different struggles, and challenge oppressive systems on a global scale. Decentralized governance. A move towards decentralized governance would shift power from centralized authorities to local communities. This model emphasizes self-determination, local autonomy, and a more responsive approach to community needs. In exploring these alternative visions and solutions, we must recognize the complexity and diversity of ideas within the movement. There's no one-size-fits-all approach, and the path forward may require a blend of these alternatives adapted to specific contexts and communities. 
But what's truly exciting about these visions is the possibility they represent. They open our minds to new ways of living, governing, and connecting with one another. They challenge us to see beyond our current limitations and to imagine a world where freedom, justice, and compassion guide our actions. It's a world where borders don't divide us, but where our shared values unite us. It's a world that embraces the richness of our cultural diversity and recognizes our interconnectedness. Friends, the journey to this new world is filled with challenges, debates, and uncertainties, but it's also filled with hope, creativity, and the collective wisdom of people committed to building a better future. As we continue to explore these alternative visions and solutions, let's allow ourselves to be inspired by the possibilities. Let's be open to learning, evolving, and working together to create a world that honors the dignity of every person. In the words of activist and philosopher Grace Lee Boggs, we are the leaders we've been waiting for. The future is ours to shape, and the time to act is now. Together, we can create a world that transcends borders, empowers communities, and embodies the spirit of solidarity. As we bring this segment of resistance around the world to a conclusion, we pause to reflect on the rich tapestry of movements, struggles, and visions that have been woven together in our exploration. From the No Borders movement to grassroots activism, we've journeyed through landscapes of human courage, creativity, and commitment to justice. One of the most powerful lessons we've learned is the strength found in unity. Despite geographical, cultural, and ideological differences, resistance movements worldwide share common goals, justice, freedom, equality, and the dignity of all people. This shared purpose connects us, reminding us that we are part of a global community working towards a common good. Our exploration has also been a journey through history, highlighting the roots of contemporary struggles and past events and decisions. We've seen how borders were drawn, how power was consolidated, and how resistance has shaped the course of human lives. Understanding this history empowers us to engage with the present meaningfully and envision a more just future. The stories of grassroots activism, community engagement, and the resilience of ordinary people have been a recurring theme. These stories remind us that change does not always come from the top. Those often drive it at the grassroots level. Their courage and determination inspire us all to act in our lives and communities. Resistance is not a simple or straightforward path. It is fraught with complexities, contradictions, and challenges that must be navigated with care. Engaging with different perspectives, questioning our assumptions, and remaining open to ongoing learning is essential for anyone committed to this path. Friends, the resistance we've explored in this segment is more than a collection of movements and moments. It's a call to action, a summons to each of us to engage with our world with awareness, compassion, and courage. The struggles of others are not distant or unrelated to our lives. They are part of our shared human story. Let's carry forward the insights and inspirations from resistance around the world into our daily actions and choices. For those who wish to take further steps, a full list of international groups working tirelessly to support migrants and refugees is available at a Radical Guide. Their dedication offers a roadmap for all of us seeking to make a difference. In the spirit of solidarity and with a commitment to building a more just and equitable society, let's continue our journey together. Radical education, yeah, yeah. A better future, what we really need. Not rooted in capitalism or supremacy. Today we're focusing on something exceptional the Network for International Friendship in Derek, Syria. Now, why is this network worth our attention? Let's unpack it together. You see, history has taught us something extraordinary about the power of solidarity. 
Think of Spain in 1936, where international brigades came to support the Republicans. Recall the international outcry against apartheid in South Africa. Remember the support for Vietnam in 1968. These moments tell us that solidarity is not a mere abstraction. It's a tangible force that shapes history. Now, the people of Rojava, resisting against unthinkable odds, fascism, and occupation, have continued this tradition. Amidst the most difficult conditions, they strive to build something new. Together, different organizations in Rojava founded the Network for International Friendship. They took inspiration from the spirit of collective work seen in places like Cuba and Palestine, crafting international brigades known as the Rojava Volunteers Working Brigades. Now, they're extending an invitation to Democrats, socialists, revolutionaries, and internationalists to join, to work, to sweat, to strengthen the international struggle for a free and communal life. It's an incredible example of what solidarity looks like in practice. This network is more than a symbol. It's an umbrella organization encompassing groups like the Revolutionary Youth Movement of Syria, the Internationalist Youth Commune of Rojava, Congrea Star, and the Civil Diplomacy Center. It's about connecting people, about collective experiences, about practical hands-on solidarity. Their goal? To close the gap between democratic struggles across the globe. The Network for International Friendship doesn't just speak of solidarity. They live it. They call on us to get to know Rojava, to break the economic and political embargo, to be part of a movement that transcends borders. Now, if you're intrigued and want to explore further, you can find detailed information about the Network for International Friendship on a Radical Guide. Friends, this network exemplifies a living tradition that continues to inspire and challenge us. From the streets of Rojava to the corridors of international dialogue, the Network for International Friendship teaches us that the struggle for justice, equity, and freedom is a shared endeavor. It's a story of humanity, resilience, and the unbreakable bonds that connect us all. It's a story worth telling and a story worth living. Let's go. As we wrap up this episode of A Radical Podcast, our journey today through resistance, radical politics, and global solidarity has hopefully sparked something within you, igniting a desire to be part of this worldwide push for justice and equality. If you feel a connection to what we've shared, there are a couple of meaningful ways you can engage with a radical guide. First, if you know of a place that symbolizes activism, a community center, a historic landmark, or anything that resonates with the spirit of resistance, please add it to our directory. It's completely free and it helps others find these essential spaces. Secondly, your financial support, no matter how large or small, truly makes a difference. It fuels our ability to continue uncovering and sharing the ideas, stories, and movements that empower us all to create a more compassionate world. You can find more about how to add a location or make a contribution at RadicalGuide.com, where you'll also discover a wealth of resources. Our path toward justice and equality is a shared endeavor woven from our collective ideas, actions, and passions. Together, we have the power to envision and build a world where everyone's voice is heard, Thank you so much for being with us on this episode of A Radical Podcast and for standing with A Radical Guide. Until next time, keep questioning, resisting, and dreaming of the change you want to see. Yeah, talking freedom and liberation. Worldwide, not just only for the nation. A Radical Guide, it's time to make 
changes, bringing interviews and radical education. Yeah, yeah, a better future, what we really need. Not rooted in capitalism or supremacy. Yeah, yeah, trust you don't want to miss it. We bring the truth right to you, the past, present, and future. Let's go. A radical guide, that's what this is. Highlighting the diverse world of resistance. Let's go.